This is a special time of year, and I want to talk to you uh, about the birth of Christ. I'm going to be speaking to you about the birth of Christ. Um, this is a time of year that the whole world pauses for a moment, looks around, and considers that the Lord has come into the world, that Jesus Christ was born. And uh, we understand that it has been this time of year, it has been exploited. We understand that it has been, in many ways, uh, paganized, of course. We understand that there are many traditions that have come from uh, places that, um, that are not of a godly nature. Uh, but we must seize the opportunity. We must seize the opportunity to talk about the birth of Jesus Christ at perhaps the only time where the whole world stops to consider it. And so we take that time to consider the fact that the Lord of glory came into this earth. And I want to talk to you about the birth of Christ. Some say that the birth of Christ is not something that should necessarily be focused upon. I would disagree with that for many reasons. Uh, and the reason, primary reason, is because the Bible talks about it. Uh, you know, if the Bible's talking about it, we, ha we have to talk about it. And, uh, and so if, if it is a person's position that the birth of Christ is of no real value to the child of God, then you'll, you'll have to take that up with Matthew and Luke and Isaiah and Micah and, you know, uh, some of them. Because they're the ones that bring it to our attention. And unless he was born, he wouldn't have been able to live. And if he hadn't been able to live, he wouldn't have been able to live without sin. If he hadn't lived without sin, he wouldn't have been able to die a death that is efficacious to remove the sin from our life. And he would not then have been able to rise from the dead. Uh, he then would not have been able to ascend. Then he would not have been able to pour out his spirit. Uh, then he would not have had a church to come back for. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and then he would not have a kingdom to reign in. So yes, it, it, there is a reason and a, a responsibility to talk about the impact of the birth of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we want to talk about how that this concept of God manifesting himself in human flesh, this truth that God came into the world, uh, it, it is something that the prophets referenced over and over throughout the scripture. So we're going to talk about that uh, beginning at the book of Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 and Matthew chapter 1 verses 21 uh, beginning at verse 21. But Isaiah chapter 7 verse uh, 14 the word of the Lord says this therefore the Lord himself. Now I love it when the Bible says that the Lord himself. Paul said this to the church at Thessalonica. He said, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the with a, a trump of God. Amen. The archangel of God and the trump of God. And uh, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. And I'm glad that God did it himself. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So this 
is a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah concerning the, the entrance of Jesus Christ into the world. And he describes <clears throat> that a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. Now, we understand that that, that virgin is Mary and it is important for us to understand that Mary was a virgin in the sense that she had never known a man. We believe in the virgin birth. But we must also understand that Mary was not divine. We must understand she, Mary, was not a perfect individual. She was not a divine individual. And she is not to be worshipped. She is not to be prayed to. Uh, she is not the mediator between God and men. There is one God and one mediator. This is what Paul told Timothy. One God and one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. Now what that means, the man Christ Jesus, that means the work God did on earth while he was a man. That is our mediator. That is referring to the blood of Jesus. That's referring to the cross of Calvary. That's referring to the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our mediator. In other words, you can boldly approach the throne of grace. You don't have to pray to, to anybody but God. You can go directly to Him. You can call upon His name. His name is Jesus. You don't have to have someone between you and God, not Mary, not any character of the Bible that has, has passed on. Uh, no body that lived a sanctified life. You don't have to call to them in prayer. You, you are not to call to them in prayer. You're not to call to anybody in prayer except the Lord himself. Hallelujah. And, and he is the one who hears our prayer. He is the one that answers our cry. We are able to call upon him and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name shall be uh, called Emmanuel. And, of course, we're going to learn what that name Emmanuel means. In Matthew chapter 1, this prophecy comes to pass in Matthew chapter 1. Anytime you read a prophecy in the Old Testament that comes to pass in the life and ministry of and the proximity of the life of ministry of Jesus Christ, uh, this is something very special and is important to understand. Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse uh, 21. This is a statement that is brought to uh, the man Joseph by the angel of the Lord. Uh, in fact, we're going to read, let's start at verse 18. I want to read just a little preface to this. The birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused or engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So before they were able to, uh, to be married and consummate their marriage, uh, she is expecting a child. And this was alarming to Joseph, to say the least. And Joseph felt like this was a terrible betrayal of him. And he, he, was, he was done. He was going to move on. And, and he couldn't believe this was happening. And, and her whole uh, take on it about the Holy Ghost uh, was involved. That this didn't make any sense to him. He didn't believe it. 
But the Bible said Joseph was a just man. He was, an, he was a just man. He was a fair man. In verse 19, he was not willing to make her a public example. He did not want to embarrass her. He did not want to make a uh, mockery of her. So regardless of how he felt, he was going to be very private and discreet. And he was minded to put her away privately. He was going to just very discreetly be done with the relationship. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is just as she said of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Now that is a powerful name, of course, we understand that. For he shall save his people from their sins. This is the name of salvation. Jesus simply means Jehovah is become our salvation. His name is called Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. That's why his name is Jesus. Because that's his purpose and that's his goal. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. You know that's why you're here, because you were not saved, but he saved you. He brought you out of darkness, placed you into his marvelous light. That's why we've come here today. We're not high and we're not mighty and we're not going to act high or mighty because we are sinners saved by grace. Hallelujah. Jesus came to bring salvation, and his name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done. Y'all, I just feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. His name, there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The greatest name is Jesus. And this is the greatest name of God, Jesus. He's got, a, he's got so many titles, but all of it can be wrapped up into the name of Jesus. Because the greatest thing he has ever done for anybody is save them. If you knew how hot hell was, you'd never stop praising him for his salvation. If you knew how terrible being lost really is for eternity, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched, you would never stop praising his name. You would worship him all the days of your life. And you certainly wouldn't let a world intimidate you into forsaking that precious name, that good name that is rather to be chosen than any riches of this world. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, he's saying here, the angel is saying that all of this was done. Mary told you that she was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost? You did not believe her? You thought that that was nonsense? I'm here to tell you, she was telling you the truth. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and it is a fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, 
shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel. And here's what it means. Which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. The same God whose spirit moved upon the face of the waters. The same God who said, let there be light. The same God who parted the Red Sea. The same God who delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. The same God who engraved commandments on tablets of stone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The same God who thundered on Mount Sinai is with us. That's the name of this child. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, that woke him up, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took Mary unto him as his wife and knew her not. They had no intimacy till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm trying to tell somebody that Jesus came into this world as the mighty God. Hallelujah. As the everlasting father. And it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah that a virgin would conceive and bring forth a son. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and explained to him that's exactly what happened. And your wife and you are living a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. What a privilege and what a blessing from the Lord. If you would turn to the book of Micah, the minor prophet Micah chapter uh, number 5. I want to read to you from Micah chapter 5, and and we're going to read uh, verse number 2. This is an Old Testament prophecy. An Old Testament prophecy from the prophet uh, Micah. And verse number 2, the scripture says, Thou... Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And this is something for us to understand, that... This place, Bethlehem, the city of David, is a place that is little among the thousands of Judah. Not a place that you would imagine to be on God's prophetic radar. But this was a place that was of significance in the matter of prophecy. Matthew chapter 2, something very interesting happens. Wise men come from the east. Verse 1 of Matthew 2, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. What star are they talking about? We have seen his star in the east. Well, this too has prophetic underpinnings. Numbers chapter 24. 
Numbers chapter 24 and verse 17. See, what you have to understand is that all through the Old Testament, God was reminding his people that Messiah is coming and he is going to restore all things. Everything that the devil took from you, he's going to restore it. He's going to restore your innocence. He's going to restore your value. He's going to restore your sonship to God. You know, that's what we see in the three parables of the lost things. When the, when the sheep is restored to the sheepfold, the one lost lamb, making one extra 99, fulfilling it to the 100, that is God restoring our innocence. And when the lost coin is restored to the nine and making it ten coins, that is God restoring our value. And when that lost son was restored back to the father, the Bible teaches us about the prodigal son who came back home to his father. Hallelujah, that is God restoring our sonship. We lost it in the Garden of Eden. We lost our sonship to God and became a a child of the devil. He is the father of liars. That's who we, that's who we became associated with. But Jesus came into this world to restore everything we had lost. Numbers 24, 17. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. There shall come a star out of Jacob. And wise men came from the east and said, where is he? Because we have seen his star in the east. And we are come to worship him. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The closer we get to the coming of Jesus... You're going to see more and more people coming from every which direction to worship the king of the Jews. Matthew chapter 2. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. I want to know, where is this Messiah? I've heard about him. I've heard the Jews talk about him. I've heard the Jews say he's coming. And now I've got these wise men or wise guys. He thought they were wise guys. I don't know. There seems to be a difference between wise guys and wise men. I want to be a wise man, not a wise guy, I, just to be clear. These wise men have come from the east and they say they have seen his star and they are come to worship him. So I've got a question. Where in all your ancient prophetic writings was there ever a reference to where Messiah would be born? And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Micah said so many years earlier, thou Bethlehem. In the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the nations, out of thee shall come the ruler of my people Israel. So many years earlier, Micah 
Micah prophesied that Christ would be born in Bethlehem. And the circumstances that resulted in Jesus being born in Bethlehem would just blow your mind. Getting pushed around. There's taxation involved. They're, they're moving around, scrambling, trying to find a place. And they just show up in some, in some uh, there was no room in the inn. And they end up in a, a makeshift place where he can be born and swaddling, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And, 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 and Joseph, I'm sure, is wondering the whole time it's happening, man, this is less than ideal. This is not what I had in mind. Man, could this night get any worse? But little did he know, God was moving him, moving him through various circumstances of life to fit him directly in the path of providential, prophetic writings. Don't you know that when you put your faith in God, you walk with the Lord, you trust in the Lord, you serve the Lord. It doesn't matter what circumstances come your way. You're being moved by God into his prophetic purpose. Go with the flow. Hallelujah. Let life unfold. Walk with the Lord all the days of your life and you'll never miss step. He will order your steps in his word. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Joseph, hallelujah, you're a just man. Not willing to make a public example of Mary. Willing to put her away privately. Even though you felt hurt and wounded and betrayed. You looked after her needs. And God has singled you out. I want you to know Joseph. It is of the Holy Ghost that she has conceived this child. You just put your trust in God. God has everything under control. And you might feel like it's less than ideal. Man, I sure could use a nice room in the end. Little heat, little room service, you know, just a nice little place to lay down after such a long night of traveling, trying to get away from ridiculous regulation. And, and, and no, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem a lot worse before this night is over, but God is in it. You're walking right into Micah 5-2 and don't even know it. But there are people coming from other parts of the world who are coming to worship Jesus because of where you are positioned. Hallelujah. My goodness, they followed that star, and that star led them directly to Bethlehem. Hallelujah. This was an Old Testament prophecy. Look at Matthew chapter 2, or actually let's look at Hosea chapter 11. Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1. The word of the Lord says this, Hosea chapter 11 verse 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Now, this is a reference to when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. But what we understand about it here in a moment, when we read Matthew chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, we know that when Israel was coming out of Egypt, that that was a foreshadowing of when Joseph was going to be in Egypt and Jesus was going to come out of Egypt. Notice Matthew chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. When he arose, he, verse number 13, when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee into Egypt, and be thou there 
until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. He's got to get up in the middle of the night. He's got to go to Egypt because Herod's trying to kill his baby. I mean, this does not seem like there's any good that can come from this. But he is walking in a prophetic path. The prophets all said this would happen. And Joseph's submission to God leads him into this prophetic path. Matthew chapter 2 verse 14. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Verse 15, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Hallelujah. Joseph, you got to get up. Get up. Wake up. What's wrong? You got to get out, because Herod's going to kill your child if you don't. That's alarming. Grabs his baby, grabs his wife. They run for their life into Egypt and live there until the wicked king dies. And all of it is a part of God's prophetic plan. So that it could be fulfilled what the prophet Hosea said so many hundreds of years earlier. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Glory to God. Don't ever think that your life is happening by accident when you're serving the Lord. Now... If you're just living your life however you want to live it, all, you know, that's up to you. You're subject to time and chance. The Bible says time and chance happeneth to every man. You, you, you're more than capable of living according to time and chance. We all come under the effects of time and chance and coincidence unless we're serving the Lord. When we're serving the Lord, time and chance have no power over us. Our steps are ordered of the Lord, and no weapon formed against us can prosper. And all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. I don't want to live my life according to time and chance and happenstance and circumstance and maybe this will happen by accident or not. No, no, no. I want my life to be directed and ordered of Almighty God. And that's what Joseph was able to experience because he trusted in the Lord. And he was a just man. Hallelujah. And so he's there in Egypt. When can I go home? You'll get to go home. But your life is measuring up to the standard of prophecy. And out of Egypt will I call my son. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 2, verse 17. Before we turn there, I want to turn your attention to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 15. Notice what the prophet Jeremiah said. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Thus saith the Lord, refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears, for thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy, and there is hope. In thine end, saith the Lord, 
that thy children shall come again to their own border. Jeremiah is speaking this to the people of Israel. The people of Israel were living out a prophetic utterance. Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 16. This is following the reference to out of Egypt have I called my son. Verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men because he told them to come back and tell him where the child was born, where the child was, and they didn't do it. When he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, he was exceeding wroth, he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. See, back in the earlier part of this chapter, verse 7, Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, he inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He was so interested in knowing when the star appeared because he wanted to kill the king of the Jews. The devil has a, has a plot, but God has a plan. I said the devil has a plot, but God has a plan. What are you going to surrender your life to? The devil's plot? Or God's plan. Because they both, have, they both have it all set out. There, there, there are details. I mean, every minute of your life is all set up and arranged for you to walk into, step into. And, and, and it all depends on where you're going to place your faith, where you're going to place your trust. If you're going to trust in chariots and horses, that's the kind of a, of a, of a life you will end up living. The kind of life that that the forces and strength of this world can provide to you. But if you put your faith in Almighty God, the plan of God will unfold in your life. He diligently inquired of the wise men what time the star appeared. And according to the time that the star appeared, he, he planned and accounted and calculated when he should start killing the children and where, where he would begin killing them. And the Bible said... Matthew chapter 2, verse 17. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy or Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Do you see, you see what, what I'm saying here and, and trying to show us through the scriptures? All of these little details relative to the Christmas account, we call it the Christmas account, but the birth of Christ. All of the details relative to the birth of Christ are all anchored in Old Testament prophecy. All of them are anchored in Old Testament prophecy. And when you live your life for the Lord, every detail of your life will be anchored to the word, the prophetic word of God. And there is no devil in hell that can stop the plan of God from unfolding in the life of a child of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child 
and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. He arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. Thank the Lord. Notice this. He arose, took the young child, came in, and his mother came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. He came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. All of the prophecies fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ, they were fulfilled in his life. But they, you have to understand, they, they didn't just fall into his lap. It was, it was turning and moving and, and this one decision led to another and one hardship led to this godly reaction. And he was in communion. His father was in communion with God the whole time. And angels were dispatched to, to give him warning. And, and all of this was moving and directing them down the prophetic pathway for our salvation. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. When Hosea uttered those words, when Micah uttered those words, when Isaiah uttered those words, when Jeremiah uttered those words, they had no idea how it would come to pass. But God, who never lets his word fall to the ground, hallelujah, God orchestrated all of it so that it would absolutely come to pass. And he did it so that we could look back on it and say, look at what the Lord has done. God is true and every man is a liar. Not one word of his fails. Not one promise of his is short or slack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His promise is not slack as some men count slackness. His ear is not heavy. His arm is not short. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Luke, uh, Luke chapter 1 and verses 31 through 33, again, Luke and Matthew both took time to give very significant and very detailed accounting of the birth of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 33, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. This is a confirmation of the prophet Isaiah's words. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. And, and if you've been in the apostolic church for a while, you'll be able to quote this verse of scripture. Hallelujah. My grandfather, my great-grandfather used to have a banner in his in his church that read, this is what it said on it. It said, Jesus is God, Isaiah 9, 6. And my, my great-grandfather had the banner. So my grandfather, his son, grew up seeing that banner. Jesus is God, Isaiah 9, 6. And he, as a child, was in a, in a Sunday school setting where they were, they were having some uh, teaching. And uh, it was a Trinitarian church where they were for that particular Sunday and his father was ministering and the teacher of the Sunday school class uh, said uh, we're going we're gonna to read Isaiah 9-6 does anybody know what Isaiah 9-6 is 
says, and, and uh, he said, or she asked, what's your favorite scripture? And he said, my favorite scripture is Isaiah 9, 6. And she said, can you quote it? He said, yes. She said, then quote it. And he said, Jesus is God. She said, that's not what Isaiah 9, 6 said. He said, yes, it is. And he said, look it up. So she looked it up and said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. She said, see, it doesn't say Jesus is God. He said, well, look, for, look, look at Isaiah 6, 9. Maybe I had the numbers mixed up. She read Isaiah 6, 9. It wasn't there either. He went home. He was so disappointed. He told his father, he said, take it down, Dad. He said, take what down? He said, take down the banner. It says, Jesus is God, Isaiah 9, 6. He said, what are you talking about? He said, I read Isaiah 9, 6. It doesn't say Jesus is God. He said, oh, but it does. Oh, but it does. Hallelujah. For unto us a child is born. That child that's born is Jesus. Unto us a son is given. Hallelujah. That son is Jesus the government shall be upon his shoulder. That shoulder is the shoulder of Jesus, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Hallelujah. Counselor. Now, I want you to know something. He didn't call him the Wonderful Counselor. Hallelujah. He called him Wonderful Counselor. He's both Counselor and he's the Wonderful Glory to God. His name shall be called Wonderful. Glory to God. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. If you want to know who Jesus is, He's both the Everlasting Father and He's the Prince of Peace. He's both of them. And don't you let anybody tell you that God can't be both the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. My God is greater than anything you and I can imagine. He's all in all. He's not confined to the limitations that confine us. He's God. He's God all by himself. He's the self-existent one. He is the great I am. He is the I am that I am. He is the Lord of glory. He's the King of kings. Hallelujah. He's the bright and the morning star. He's my son and my shield. He's my shield and my buckler. He's my light and my salvation. He's the captain of my salvation. Hallelujah. He is the everlasting father and the only begotten son of God. I have no problem believing that he's all in all. I have no problem believing he's everything I need him to be. That's why I'm baptized in his name. And that's why as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's why I put my hope in him all the days of my life. That's why some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Oh, I wish I could. I know I came to teach, but I'm about to preach. 
You've got to remember the name of the Lord your God. When the going gets tough, remember the name of the Lord your God. When the trial becomes fierce, remember the name of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. When the world is, is unwieldy and rocking and reeling about you, remember the name of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here it is, verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment, with justice, from henceforth even forever, the zeal. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Y'all, I'm telling you, you just, you just don't even say amen because I'm going to run around this church. If you get me going, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about how it's going to get done. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. All you need to do is to believe it and be engaged in it and be baptized into it and be filled with it and turn from your wicked ways and follow him all the days of your life because the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go back to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. This is the prayer of Mary. Verse number 46. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I love? When Mary came in, now you know, one thing, there's another prophecy. That, that we didn't get into, and that is that before Christ comes, there will be a prophet of God to come. Hallelujah. Before Christ comes, there will be a prophet of God to come. That prophet of God is John the Baptist. And he came before Christ came. And that child grew. Glory to God. That child grew. And the Bible says that he was in the deserts. Until the time of his showing. And he grew. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to read about that here in a moment. But, but Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary comes in to tell Elizabeth, her cousin, that she has just heard a word from the angel of the Lord. That she's going to conceive and bring forth a son and his name will be called Jesus. And the Bible said that when she stepped into the room when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary the prophet was in her womb glory and the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost hallelujah and she spake out with a loud voice don't you know when you get the Holy Ghost you're gonna speak out she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. 
Hallelujah. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of the things that were told her from the Lord. You've got to believe before there's a performance. We want to wait till there's a performance and then believe. But, but, but Elizabeth said you're blessed when you believe before there's a performance. Oh, don't you know that's what the believer really is. That's what the Lord said when Thomas said, I won't believe until I see the nail prints, until I see the wound in his side. And, and the Lord said, okay, I'll show it to you. He said, Thomas, you believe, but blessed are those who believe who have not seen. They've not seen it, but yet they believe it. I wonder if there's a believer in the house of God who's only heard his word. And you believe before you see a performance of his word. That's what it means to be a believer, to believe before there's a performance of his word. And Elizabeth said, blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. And holy is his name. And his mercy. Now Mary's preaching, y'all. His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath Open his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. She said, I'm living the good life. I am fulfilling. My life is fulfilling the prophecy that the Lord gave to our father Abraham. I wish somebody could see it in your own life. Stop letting the twists and turns of life get you down in Bethlehem one moment, in Egypt the next, in Galilee the next. Folks calling you a Nazarene and you think something's wrong with you. No, no, no. You're fulfilling every step, every shot, every tittle. The prophecies of God are at work in your life when you trust in Him and you serve Him. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 3, I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Genesis chapter 17, verse number 3, Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. I will make thee exceeding fruitful. I will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee. She said, I'm experiencing what the Lord spoke to my father Abraham. 
Glory to God. Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 18. In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Oh, I feel your presence, Lord. And I love your word, Lord. Great peace have they that love thy law. Great peace have they that love thy law. Thank you, Jesus. Look at, look with me to uh, the, the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 60. I want to read to you this beautiful verse of, verses, these beautiful verses of Scripture. Isaiah, chapter 60, uh, verse number 1. Arise. My goodness. Shine. Arise. Shine. My goodness. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I don't know what has you down, but arise and shine. I don't know what has put out your light, but arise and shine. I don't know what's trying to steal your joy, but arise and shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Glory to God. Luke chapter 1, let's go back. Let's see this beautiful passage of Scripture fulfilled. Hallelujah, thy light is come. The light is come. The light is shining. Isaiah, or Luke chapter 1, verse number 76. Now this is a prophecy of Zacharias to his son John the Baptist. He said, thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. John the Baptist, that's why you're here. You are here to prepare the way of the Lord so that the Lord, so that that tender mercy can come from God, that day spring from on high will visit us to give light to them that sit in darkness, to give light to them that sit in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Hallelujah. He grew, he waxed strong in spirit, spirit, and he was in the deserts. I wonder how many times he got discouraged in the desert. I wonder how many times he thought he was wasting his time in the desert. I wonder how often he thought, is this really what God's plan is for my life? This desert, this place of isolation. John, just let the prophecy of God unfold in your life. 
There's a day of showing coming. You're a part of this prophetic plan. Just keep serving Him. Just keep trusting Him. Blessed are those that believe His word, for He shall perform it. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and praise Him right now. Come on, lift up your hands and praise Him right now. Hallelujah. I wonder if you could just lift up your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you and praise you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ, the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold, he come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Mild he lay his glory by, born that no man, no, that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Risen with healing in his wings, light and life to all he brings. Hail the son of righteousness, hail the born, heaven-born prince of peace, hail the heaven-born prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings, mild he lay his glory by, born that no man no man no more may die. Heart. The herald angels sang, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. I wonder if you could give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet with me and lift up the name that's above every name. <laughs> Come on, lift up the name that's above every name. Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. He is holy, he is holy, he is holy, he is holy. He is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I know the world we live in is wicked. I know it's evil. But the darkness that lay upon the world in which Jesus came is a darkness you and I can't even begin to fathom. Our world has been so illuminated with Christian faith that, 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 that we wouldn't even recognize the world Jesus entered. It was so filled with total and complete darkness. Hallelujah. No one had an understanding of who Jesus was. 
there was the voice of one crying in the wilderness saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the axe is laid to the root of the tree prepare ye the way of the Lord hallelujah now there are the voices of millions singing worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb hallelujah I want to tell you here's what we do here's what we do we let our light shine we let our light shine. We're not scared of what's going on in this world. We're not afraid of what's going on in this world. We are the people of God. And we let our light shine. I said we let our light shine. That light that is risen among the Gentiles. Shout it out. Sing it out. Preach it out. Love it out. Pray it out. Let the light shine. Hallelujah. So that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You want an action item? Go forth from this place and shine your light everywhere you go. Let them know Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is born. He has lived the perfect life. He has died, was buried, resurrected from a borrowed tomb. He's alive even forevermore. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Worship Him for He is Lord. Serve Him for He is Lord. Love Him for He is Lord. Preach His gospel for He is Lord. somebody could just do that right now come on lift up a praise unto God right now lift up a praise unto God right now thank you Jesus I'm going to tell you something anytime Jesus is preached miracles can happen anytime Jesus is preached miracles can happen it is God's will for you to be healed in your body right now we have people who are sick right now. And I want you to reach out in Jesus' name wherever you are and you're watching this. I want you to reach out to God right now and say, Lord, I believe you came with healing in your wings. I believe it is your will for me to be healed. Hallelujah. Come on, reach out to him right now in the name of Jesus. God's going to bring healing if you believe. Come on, that's it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Believe in His power and in His love. Believe in His name and the goodness of His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has come into this earth. He has come into this earth. Oh, I feel your presence, Lord. I feel your presence, Lord. Listen, we, we need to remind people of how grotesquely dark our world is so that they love not the world neither the things that are in the world for if any man love the world the love of the Father is not in them but, but hear what I'm telling you our utmost concentration must be on the Lord Jesus Christ I want to speak more of His goodness. I want to speak more of His goodness than I speak of anything else going on around me. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Lift up your eyes unto the Lord. He is God. He is faithful. He is worthy. believe somebody wants to believe the gospel right now and repent of their sins and I'm welcoming you to do that right now as we sing unto the Lord. I believe somebody wants to believe the gospel and be baptized in Jesus name and I'm welcoming you to do that right now. I believe somebody wants to believe the gospel and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm inviting you to do that right now. I believe somebody wants to believe the gospel and be healed and I'm inviting you to do that right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Aleluia. 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 Uh, aleluia. I wonder if there's somebody right now that can praise him just because he's good. Come on, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. But you go ahead and praise him just because he's good. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want you to praise him like you just ran into a heavenly host who's shouting to the top of their lungs that under you this day in the city of David is a Savior born, which is Christ the Lord. you to praise him like you just saw his star in the east and the Lord said I'm here and everything's gonna be alright Come on, praise Him like you're seeing prophecy fulfilled. Praise Him like the words of old are coming to pass in your life. Praise Him for He is King and Lord of all. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Praise His holy name. Seek him right now. Seek his face right now. Seek his face right now. Oh, together, worthy. Oh, together, wonderful. 